that going out to everybody. Oh, hi, everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey everyone. All nice right. You know what? I, I, before we put our, I'm just going to hit you the countdown. Well, no, we're just going to hit the that, Can you imagine that clip? You would be in so much trouble. And now <laughs> I don't you know, know what you're ask. talking about. <laughs> what just, clip? Welcome in. Uh, it is our April Fools. We're a bunch of April Fools tonight. I had to hit that uh, that countdown before it got foolish too much in here. My name is James O'Hagan. I am the director of digital and virtual learning for the Racine Unified School District and host of the Academy of Esports podcast. And to my right is... I'm Carrie. I am the communication specialist for Liminal Esports and Snowbird Studios. And right over here we have... Hi everyone, I'm Bradford Harris. I am the oh, I got a notification for something. Sorry, <laughs> I am the coordinator of digital innovation in Houston, Texas. Uh, Nasef Scholastic Fellow and director of learning for TechSF. And right down here we have. Uh, my name is Angelique Giannis. I'm an English teacher in San Diego, California, a NASF Scholastic Mentor, and I run our wonderful esports program that is still virtual. But I'm excited about it because it's going well virtually. But aren't you guys back this week? We are back. I have survived my first week back with children, hybrid. Uh, my voice is struggling because my, yeah. teacher, my teacher yeah. voice. And my teacher voice has been on rest for a year, so like that plus the mask and like yelling through the mask is it's rough. It's rough. But it's well, good. okay, and, but and and again, you, as you were saying before, I mean, have the freshmen completely been lost, or the sophomores been completely lost? Lost, yes. Uh, <laughs> I printed out like a stack of campus maps, and I've just been like handing them out because they're just like. Where is this? Where is this? They're yeah. so cute, though. Like, but they're just so excited, like so excited to be there. Um, How is been... your school site doing with social distancing? Because my son's site is failing hard. Like as far as the kids, like on break and stuff. From what I've seen, well, so they have like lots of people monitoring, and they put a bunch okay. of. Um, like new tables out and stuff and they only said like two people to a table so they're like yeah. monitoring that on breaks and all that the kids um, from what i've observed they've been doing really well we only have it's like 50 percent either other yeah other yeah. every other day but um it's i think it's way less than that my third period today i had three kids oh wow so, oh. 
Well, so, they yeah. must have all been at the Padres game because I watched some of that today. And wow, I don't think social distancing was happening very much at the Padres oh, game. Oh, I haven't seen mm. it. You know, I have yeah. season tickets. Do you really? For the yeah, Padres? I do. Well, I live right by it. I can walk there. Check you out, oh, Moneybags. Wow. <laughs> I figured since I'm here, I must get it. You know, I'm right there. I'm coming to visit you because I love as it, I love baseball. So, yeah, I, I, I will come visit. I got some tickets for you. Heck they're yes. in, they're a hot commodity right now because you can't buy them mm. unless you have season tickets. So, well, you can thank the Chicago White Sox for giving you Fernando Tatis. So there you uh, go. Thank you, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Glad mm. we could do that for you. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, let's see. We, we made it to April too. I mean, my gosh, it's. Uh, you know, as 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 I was telling Carrie, you know. She said it is a little warm where she is. And I think we were going through the California seasons, which is like you go from winter to summer and then there's spring to electric boogaloo. And then there's summer too. And then there's hell. And then there's like, what do we say? Pea soup or something? There's like, pea soup falls between summer one and spring. Mm. Um, So we're in summer one now. Then we will hit pea soup. Uh, then we'll go into spring and then we'll go into like second summer and then we have hell and then we have third summer <laughs> and then we have some years it's winter and some years it's just spring again i was gonna say we have one day of cold yeah yeah you have that yeah yeah a spring winter's, cold rain winter's short <laughs> look you blinked it's gone okay, <laughs> well uh i am through two weeks of the uh the cup the race to the cups for our league of legends invitational how's it going uh it's getting better i again i have to i have to applaud the ugc crowd uh matt jackson and jeremy parker i think i think it's parker i think if i said that right i think it's parker um have been very responsive to all of our issues that we've been having and and again trying to change up formats on an on an every other week basis i think has thrown them for a little bit of a loop um uh, running a uh, running a tournament of any kind when you're not trying to use just Google d- Docs is can be it's supposed to be easy. It's not. I'll say this: it's not as easy as it's all cracked up to be. It does take some support. It does take some help to get it done. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to do, but I will say this: I would still do this over and over again because the kids are enjoying it. The different formats are giving teams. I know that when we competed in full seasons in the past. Uh, this year, this for example, in this last second count, uh, cup, we called it the Beta Cup. Um, there was a school that in the past had been a Division Three school that really struggled. They came out of pool play two and zero, so they got to go on to the top three and play mm-hmm. pool play there against some really high level teams. So at worst, they finished third in the uh, the cup, which in the past they'd always been finishing last uh, in Division Three. So yeah, it is. It's giving these teams that I think. Again, struggled in the past, small schools against big schools. It's giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to compete on a totally different way, which I, I just I just want to get the kids involved in something right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's good. There's, there's a lot of tournament series, like, running right now and or kicking off. Like, there's quite a bit of stuff happening, which is nice to see that it's, you know, there's there's still gameplay out there for schools, um, even because I know it's been, it's been hard. Uh, well, I talked with... Kevin Fair this week. Kevin Fair runs yep. a company on the south side of Chicago yeah. called uh, I Play Games. So it was this week's episode of the Academy of Esports podcast promo. 
And uh, <laughs> but the great thing about Kevin is a couple things. Number one, he's been doing this for twelve years now. He's been putting together, you know, road shows, and he's got brings in all the TVs and everything else. And uh, but the other thing he does too is now he's working with Chicago Park District to provide free tournaments to mm -hmm. school uh, to kids in the Chicago Park District. Oh. So and working with titles again where the barrier to entry is very low. So he started yeah. with NBA Two K and doing an, an Xbox and a PlayStation division. So it's not trying to go right into this whole, oh, we have to do PC Master Race games and AAA titles and all that stuff. He's really trying to keep the accessibility in there. And uh, again, it, it being a minority-owned business and, and very prominent in the south side of Chicago, and it, it all that stuff is so important because, again, the research doesn't say... Uh, educators have to provide a positive interaction to push against the mental health crisis. It's a positive adult interaction. And Kevin is providing a positive adult interaction. Yeah. And again, where African-American men are not really prominently shown in esports and gaming, he is, he is providing that, that face to, yeah. for this. And his organization is all completely minority owned uh, and operated. So it's men and women. And I've seen them run their uh, events live as well. And it's it's more like a casual setup. You can do a tournament, but they do casual. Yeah. And it's important for, again, kids <clears throat> to see that this is not just a rich, 100%. white guy thing. Yeah. It's it's also great when you have programs that, that don't just sit heavily on PC because, you know, a lot of the documentation that's come out, you know, definitely indicates that there's there's implicit bias in, in PC gaming. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely a wall to access. So the more the more programs that can offer console play on top of PC gaming, you know, the wider you open up participation into your program. So it's it's huge. It's huge when programs do that. But yeah, the the diversity. I mean, that's huge. You think about how many times we we email each other through, you know. DMs and it's like oh my god oh my goodness like look it's another panel and it's all white you know it's it's nice when you show up and look, it's like I oh, know look. I did look I know I did the panel I'm sorry but it was, it was a very unique panel uh oh busted hey Lex <laughs> yeah well we you know you gave yourself a harder time for that than we did we didn't have to beat you up for that you had pretty much pre-achieved that. that yeah before we rolled in we just had to you know, it's like. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate, but I think it's important too that when those moments do happen, I'm going to say it is important to recognize it as well. Even today, um, uh, Janae uh, Bennett posted something up to Lincoln about how Sephora uh, did a did a campaign f towards uh, women of color and said something about hair being coarse. And to me, I would have you know I look at it and go. Okay, I didn't see it as a microaggression. She right. sees it as a microaggression. She says, you know, there's other words you can use, curly, coily, you know. And I'm thinking like, well, Janae just educated me today because I had no clue yeah. about using term. I mean, I have a, I have several students who I work with, African-American children, who I would, I if somebody said to me, how would you describe the hair? Yeah. You know, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. see, and that's, and that's, a, that's a sensitive topic. You can't talk, you can't talk about, our hair that way um you, you, you just you just can't you have to you have to choose your words very carefully and even when the uh black lives matter movement was in full swing and it's the makeup well no hard full swing 
mm. um, when it came out and the makeup companies were out there. I forgot what it was, what makeup company did it because my daughter was telling me about it. Um, I forget which one it was, but they were sa- saying, we'll, we'll, we stand by this. And my daughter was like, really? You hadn't really stand by them before. Mm. Um, <laughs> right. So what's the issue? What's the issue now? And it's a, it was a makeup company that really didn't uh, cater to her skin tone or people of color. So it's, it's one of those things where like, mm, I mean, most don't. Most mm-hmm. don't like, especially for her, like where she has to really research her, her skin tone. And so mm, it's, 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 it's not about being sensitive. It's about just being respectful of yeah. the, uh, of, who uh you're talking to and also i was going to tag on the 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 whole the pc uh conversation Mm. um with talking to my two teachers they actually feel like at the very beginning it was very console based but they feel like for our students that we serve they need to thrive more on pc so they can be in that space uh, space more. Uh, we right. did talk about, um, now there's nothing wrong with console in the beginning, but we as a group talked about the concerns of if we bring consoles into the district, it's okay, but that does require the constant updating, mm-hmm. um, the constant firewall uh, um, opening and all that yeah. stuff, which is not a problem, but they're seeing it as we need to really have our students into that space. And uh, they are, uh, well, the ones that I'm teaching are not teaching that I'm supporting are really thriving and, in, and enjoying being in that space. But I'm also going to tack on that they're in computer science and STEM as well. So that's yeah. another layer, not just, e- it's not an esports conversation. It's a tech apps, technology and STEM, computer science and STEM conversation that we, that people of color also need to be, be in. Yeah. And it, that's a hard one because computer science is still uh, something that's that's offered in a remarkably limited number of schools across the United States. It's it's still an underrepresented class offering. Um, I, I'm trying to show the I wanted to show the uh, image here, but mm. I'm, I'm failing. Very miserably. small. <laughs> it, it, I, was, I was just looking at it. Ulta. Yeah. So she uh, Janae says, well, Ulta Beauty. I don't like my hair being called coarse. It feels anti-black. Thick, coily, curly. These are okay. Coarse is synonymous with uncouth, rough, discourteous, and I don't feel this way about my hair. Let's change this narrative. And to their uh, to their benefit, they wrote back, thanks for the push. We appreciate yeah. it. We hear you. Changing the narrative is necessary. So, and again, I will say this. If it wasn't for eSports, I wouldn't have been connected to Janae. I wouldn't have been educated and I put on there, thank you for teaching me today because it, it doesn't have to be always esports or gaming all the time. It hi, can Sam. be. Hi, Sam. We yeah. love Sam. Hi, well, Sam. I think the other thing too is microaggressions are one of those things that if you're not part of the group that the microaggression is, is against, you might not see it until it's pointed out. Um, 
because again, it's outside of your sphere's thought. I mean, you, you can be really woke and still miss some, um, you know, even just with some words, not knowing the origin of them uh, and just knowing the sort of common vernacular, you might not realize that something has a particular origin uh, or you might not think about it. I mean, it, it happens in the LGBTQ community. It happens in, in a lot of other communities where you're like, oh yeah, that, that doesn't sit right. Um, but the people around you don't realize that uh, and you sort of have to say, something to uh to make it you know kind of be known um but it's hard because i think that also takes a certain amount of comfort and trust you know in a relationship to be able to have those conversations be like hey you know that's that doesn't ring right from my my point of view well, but well see being you know looking into my irish roots and my irish history it was really easy we used to just have signs in this country that say the irish need not apply and uh, or you'd have princess anne who's the sister of the queen referring to us as Irish pigs. So, I mean, it was it was very easy, you know, in this country to uh, to be called out. You know, the microaggressions against the Irish were very macro, as as many social groups are. I, I just, uh, again, as you're saying, I did not recognize on the surface the microaggression because I don't see it and as Bradford's, Bradford knows it because he's like, mm -mm, careful what you say right here because, you know, you look at my head, I don't have to worry even about white people hair. Uh, let alone <laughs> black people hair, other than my beard. So, anyone call my beard coarse, you can, but boy, do I moisturize this thing. Ooh, boy. <laughs> anyway, I know we're not here to talk about it's a hair chat tonight. Hair Angelique, chat. Angelique can show off her bow. My bow, my cheerleader bow today. Doing great. Did you, did you tie that on yourself? No, it's a clip. I mean, oh. yes, I tied it. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm very worried yeah. about that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the conversation with Kevin was great. And again, the tournament structure has been uh, so very, it's good for me to learn because I talk about this stuff all the time and I try to say, it's not easy. It's not easy. Well, now I'm experiencing it and I can really say it's really not easy. And yeah. uh, as much as it looks, as much as these companies will come to you and say, boy, we have a product to sell you to make your life so much easier. It takes work. So yeah. Oh, bye, Bradford. We lost Bradford. And Bradford's gone. And he's gone. Bye. Well, that's the show. Bradford has tapped out. <laughs> and Apparently, we're yep, we're done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. As far as having anything else tonight, I mean, I'm all about baseball. So I don't know what you all are about. Um, Among Us dropped their new map. They did. Oh, I heard that it's Airship amazing. Dropped. It it is very large. Yep. I'm very lost. And we've got moving platforms and we've got ladders. There's, yeah, ladders. I haven't spent like a day reading up about it to write about it, but yeah, you know. I played it with my little I sister played it last yet. night. Uh, I, I heard my teacher playing it with uh, one of my online teachers playing it with the kids and it was howling. I heard howling coming oh, from down the hall. I'm sure. I'm sure. And yeah, I mean, new content. Is great. There was a lot. There was a lot of different updates and small patches that I went today, sort of across the board, or this week. Um, but yeah, I think that one's that one's a fun one. I'm going to struggle because I know it's a really big map. It's real big. Um, but they also added new tasks, so now you can. There, he's, he's back. Now you polish gems and take out trash. Um, so there's there's new items as well, and uh, they've put safety features. Yeah. In that, so that's. I really that. like that. Uh, because you make an account now, um, yeah. and then you have like your own username. But if you don't have an account, you can't free chat. You have yeah. to use their like pre 
prescribed chat things. We have like a million, which I thought was cool, but um, I, I'm not one to like really play Among Us in, in public lobbies. I'm usually playing with my friends or my, my students in my gaming club. But when my sister, who's 13, wants to play, it's usually like me and her, just me and her, or me, her, and one friend. So like we'll join public lobbies. And I never realized, I mean, obviously, but I never realized how weird and creepy it was. Yeah until I started playing with her. And I swear, every single time we joined a game, the first thing when you're in like the lobby was, how old are you? Hey, what's like up? The AOL mm-hmm. days. Yeah, ASL. Like, yeah. and they're like, what do you look like, right? And I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, yeah, there's creepy people in on here. And I'm like, so I'm glad that they took away that, and, and yeah. it, well, kind of took away the anonymity. Well, I mean, the thing that I appreciate is, one, Innersloth is a very small team. So yeah. this is not a big game studio. This is a studio that I believe is even smaller than Snowbrite. Like, it's it's a small studio. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of use, and they are actively responding to, you know, the, the concerns that are coming from the community. And that's what we want to see, um, you know, I think as developers, as educators, you know, you we, we want to have those relationships where the studios are seeing an existing problem and actually doing something about it. Uh, you know, there are there are definitely other games that are doing similar things. Uh, seeing you know some other titles dropping uh, new community guidelines, like there there definitely feels like there might be a push towards better behavior. The question is whether that's enforced or not. Um, you know, oftentimes community guidelines are dropped, but then the follow through is is limited. Um, you know, with 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 Among Us, they're they're going through and looking at you know each of these claims, and it's a real person on the other side. So it's um, it, it's going to be interesting to watch and see what they do because yeah, they do have an audience of children. And yeah. I think anytime you have an audience of children and you have public chat involved, obviously there's there's a door that opens to predators. We'd, we'd like to think they're not going to walk right through it, but we know from uh, how Roblox was used that it absolutely invites people that are using it in a way that isn't safe for kids. So it's it's great that they're starting to play with with safety features. Mm-hmm. I do want to uh, welcome somebody to who's watching tonight from the UK outside of London, George Cork. Mm. has checked in on LinkedIn. George, thank you for... I had a conversation with George today just before the show. Uh, we just did a brief... I love doing these like 15-minute little chats just to meet people from around the world. And and George is... Uh, he also teaches a university program in Canada. Uh, was a f- online, obviously. He doesn't commute because that would be silly. That would today. be a big commute. <laughs> commute. So it's bigger yeah. than a California commute right there. Yeah, but it was it was very good to uh, connect with somebody from across the pond, even the, if he is British. So that's okay. So, um, I okay, am I too sensitive about certain things? I have to know. Because, like the English? <laughs> well, the full English breakfast, yes. I'm very sensitive about that because it's trash. But the thing that I am really uh, starting to see, and, and maybe this is something that we knew was going to happen eventually anyway, but alcohol companies are starting to partner up with esports organizations. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. alcohol well, companies, uh, energy drinks, uh, vaping, marijuana, they all unfortunately go hand in hand with esports. But, well, but the, you know, this week, uh, Aaron, I want to post, I want to put the post up and I'll yeah. share it. I'll sh- okay, so Aaron Ashley. It was justified. Simon, Aaron Ashley Simon posted this. It says, 
Liquor brand partnerships will happen more frequently in esports as generational fandom continues to grow and change. Some mm-hmm. people have had a problem, for example, with 100 Thieves' partnership with Truly Hard Seltzer and Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea because of how young some esports fans are. But, but what we forget is that esports fans are growing up. Shoot, I'm turning 29 in a few weeks. Shh, gosh, 29. Uh, and have several friends who are closer, closer to 30 who are fans. Oh, my gosh, I'm 45. This is silly. Now, I'm sure these brands are not going to market their liquor partnerships to kids, but... Many people's audiences are getting older and they have the ability to segment their content for different audiences. Plus, we are going to see more brands tap into the esports gaming audience because since the audience is growing up, they have more control over their spending dollars. What are your thoughts? My thought is this right out the gate. We have factual data that shows this is how company, even though she says, now I'm sure these brands are not going to market their liquor partnerships to kids. They are. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. marketing to kids. Um, and, it, and the other thing is, you got to keep in mind, like, you know, football has has a long history of partnership with alcohol like that. I, I feel like that sort of goes hand in hand. Um, you know, I remember growing up and seeing tons of alcohol commercials and branding uh, during football games. And and I was the kid, you know, my parents were watching, but that, that was the content that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're talking about to be able to like target particular audiences, I think they're I think they're missing the fact that kids are on Twitter, uh, kids are on Twitch, they're watching these you know competitions on the same platform everybody else is. So that marketing that's happening is coming through to you know those 10, 12, 13 year olds just as much as it is the 29 and 30 year olds. And it's not like the esports market is aging out. Gaming right. is is a passion of the younger generation. So yes, those original esports onboard, you know, viewer demographics are getting older, but it's not like there's a vacuum behind them. It's getting filled behind them with equally, you know, young individuals that are starting off watching their favorite teams, uh, you know, play play in pro levels. So no. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I posted like, here's what I was surprised by. So I put in there about how, you know, the presentative medicine journal, presentative medicine demonstrated we alcohol companies are normalizing alcohol consumption. Uh, I put stuff in here about the demographics that, you know, 53 percent of football fans are over 35 versus 70 something percent of esports fans are under 35. And I'm going to guess of that 73 percent, the mm-hmm. vast majority are under the age of 21. Yeah. I couldn't believe, though, looking at the comments, how many people were like, yay. And I'm like, why am I the only one? And Bubba, you know, tossed something in there. But even if you think about it, and people are like, I get mad when we have to make things good for kids. Uh, I'm sorry, but if you think even Major League Baseball years ago used to allow baseball players to chew smokeless tobacco, chewing tobacco, right? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And baseball said, guess what? We're not going to allow that to happen anymore because it's influencing teenagers and little league kids to want to chew chewing tobacco yeah. before they even turn 18. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the energy drink market and how it's huge amongst teenagers. And part of why it's huge amongst teenagers is because the gamers that they watch are all sponsored by energy drink companies. Uh, and, and it's a big it's a big push. And the other thing I think that we have to look at is the American culture is very alcohol centric. Mm-hmm. As an adult mm-hmm. who cannot consume alcohol, 
I can't tell you how frequently I receive extremely aggressive peer pressure from people that are close to me to try mm -hmm. and get me to drink because unless you have an addiction problem, obviously something's wrong with you if you don't actually consume alcohol because why would you not drink? Like I have, I have medical issues, which mean that I can't, um, unless you want me to just immediately start vomiting all over everything. Which well, is you, you want to talk, you, you want to talk, but... talk, talk irony. I have two family members, my grandfather and my aunt on the same side, my dad's sister and my grandfather on my dad's side. My grandfather sold liquor as it was like his business. He sold in Harlem jazz clubs, right? Great place to put an Irish guy. Actually, he did really well in the Harlem jazz clubs. But I'll tell you this guy didn't take a drink until he was 55. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt is like she, she's like the mafia on Long Island when it comes to booze sales. You know, she's retired now. But, you know, just because it's when you see just how this stuff, when you get into it and you see how this stuff is actually marketed, people are putting in here. Yeah. You put here. You put candy cigarettes. Yeah. You can't get candy cigarettes anymore. I remember the, you know what I remember? You put uh, big, big chew gum. Um, I remember the Boss Hog Bubblegum Cigar. Yeah. Uh -huh. remember, yeah. Anybody remember Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard? They had a Boss mm -hmm. Hog Bubblegum mm -hmm. Cigar. I remember getting at a party and I'd be walking around like this. Just normalizing the shit stuff out of it. Oh. <laughs> You're the one that did it. <laughs> This show is now explicit. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about, I, I'm seeing Sam in chat and she's saying like, it's when you blur the lines and try and be family friendly and then take these adult focused yeah. sponsorships. And like, you can say like, oh, I'm not marketing to kids or like, you know, whatever, whatever. But it, you're doing your Friday night, Saturday night streams with your friends and you're drinking mm -hmm. Trulies or you're drinking White Claws or whatever you're, you know, and then you're getting drunk on stream and then the, the kids who are watching your stream because yeah. they're up on Friday, Saturday night watching your stream, they're seeing you guys have fun and then they're like, oh, well maybe, right? So like you're inadvertently marketing to them. Yep. It's the sheer amount of people like, yeah. that vape live on stream. There's there's yeah. a ton of people that do and, oh, and, yeah. and they don't all have their settings set to 18 plus, you know? It's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's like, but it's not. Like you, well, you've got to be aware of of what you're yeah. what you're marketing um and what is 18 plus you click a okay oh yeah it's not like right 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 it doesn't stop like, kids okay. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so but no it's, it's yeah yeah i was gonna say it, it it's still a larger conversation it's a conversation i had this week with uh with my director not specifically about this it's still that conversation of you know, yes, gaming and esports has been out for a long time, but still, it's still a young industry. Yeah. And there is not really a organiz a big organization that says, here are the what I what my director friend calls protocols and nomenclatures of this is how we're going to align what esports is. So yeah. Everything is thrown into a pile till something really, really traumatic happens. And, and you know, I'm known for um, making things happen. Something traumatic, extreme in this industry happens. It will say, hold on, back up. Now we need a strong organization, commercial, uh, yeah. commercial wise, education wise. We need a strand to say what we can and can't do. Right now, Really, we don't have that. So everything 
it's up for grab. Yes, we have the NASEFs, HSELs, and we have college stuff and all that stuff. But like I told my super uh, supervisor, it's all over the place. And I, and I don't say all over the place in a bad way. Everybody's just trying to get their piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so now it's, you know, why not add liquor into it? The only thing that I, and I now watch, I say this and it's going to happen. The only, the only <laughs> thing that we haven't, the only thing that we haven't tried is porn. Now watch no. when I say that it's going to happen. <laughs> but, um, well, but I mean, the crossover is already happening with that. It is. So, I mean, there is no, where is the, where is the rule? But when I first got into this, somebody was asking me where, Bradford, where's the rule book? Um, well, hold on. Let me, yeah. well, let me call, let me call Carrie and James. Is there a rule book? <laughs> is there a rule book? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there, there, I mean, it's not, it's not there. I mean, I yeah. literally can go to the next, the next school across the street and it's different totally from different. the, the next school is different from the state. It's different from industry to industry. It's all yeah. different. So that's why we have this issue. And then there goes the toxicity right there. Yeah. So. The other issue that I think exists that that a lot of people don't always want to talk about is the anti-minor sort of viewpoint that exists within gaming anyways. Oh, yeah. I was uh, I could shock that how many people were saying that stuff. Go, go, so go. So you've you've got you've got a large demographic of gamers that hate children. Uh, and don't want them in the gaming space to begin with. So when you talk about protecting the gaming space or creating a gaming space that is safe for kids, the general concern is like, well, if this pushes them out, that's perfect. We Mm -hmm. don't want them here. Um, And and that, I think, is a huge indicator of of what's going on as well, because you've got, got one, an age group that's younger adult that maybe doesn't have children yet or doesn't have children that are old enough to be participating in games the same uh, th- that they do. Um, you've got a lot of people that are really possessive of their industry and their hobby and they're essentially trying to gatekeep the next generation from being part of it. Um, you know, oh. I have had so many conversations with fellow gamers, even non-competitive gamers about, you know, chilling out and being supportive of children in the space and, you know, you, you you can't get it like they 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 don't want to give an inch i mean we're talking about microaggressions earlier calling a kid a squeaker sorry people but that's that's an ageist microaggression and it's one you hear all the time um you know i that's a topic i that never thought about bad. i need more education on that i never it, it never dawned <sighs> on me on that because why i've played games ever since i could pick up a control so it, it was i never thought about it that way i just knew the obviously the toxicity yeah. of people of color and women and and so on and so forth but i never thought about it's the age it's factor. wild it's i wild. never thought about that now i need some education and i need some professional development on that well, i never thought about that you know, and, and Carrie, you bring up such an awesome point because it, it, in that post, you go look in that post that I that I gave. It's 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 nasty. It's, the, it's in there. Yep, it and, is. And it goes the other way too. You know, it goes into this sixty-five and older boomer. You know, the, bo- yep. the boomer crowd. It is so. God, it, there is so much more in that post than I think I even realized. Now that I look at it again, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that again because I mean it's. it's it's a hard one. Like we talk about gaming and, and as educators, I think we come from a different, we come from a different viewpoint. Hopefully we come from a viewpoint of trying to open doors and create access into the space for everybody. But that's not 
what the majority of the gaming culture reflects. The, the gaming culture as a whole is, um, it's still very male, even though I know mm-hmm. the numbers are switching and changing. Um, there's still a lot of people that are going to sit there and tell you that mobile gaming, where still a lot of the female numbers come from, does not qualify as gaming. That's Doesn't still an count. argument. Yeah, that's an argument that I see daily. Um, if you're over 30, I you can get a lot of heat for being a gamer. I know I've taken a lot when when my age has come up. So you've got gender, age, and then yeah, the kids get <laughs> the kids get massacred. And it's not until I think you like you hit older players. Like when I run into older players they're excited to know that I played since I was a kid. They're excited to know that at my age, I'm still playing. They're excited that my dad, who's in his 70s, plays with me and yeah. streams. Um, but you you don't always see that from, like, there's, there's this age range where that's missing. Um, and it's not until you get sort of into the older gamers that you start seeing more of that openness. Um, and unfortunately, I- that's not the market that's driving the industry. I just find that so crazy in because for people like me who who have had a console ever since I, uh, it, uh, a console has been thought of in my house, Atari from Portable to now I have a console in every single room. Yeah. And I can talk about it and the kids are wild by that, that now I can't be in the space because I'm old. Yeah. That or is too young. Uh, or too or young. Too, or too young. Streaming streaming is, is hard. I had several friends that started streaming around the same time I did. Uh all of us were women. Um I am one of the few that still streams uh because the pressure to be young and hot was just, you know, overpowering and you would have people come in and literally troll you for, you know, being female and over thirty. Uh like it, it's it was hard. Um, the amount of community management that went into and ba- brand building that went into creating a safe space uh, is exhausting. Yeah. So is it because you got to be young and look and have and have beauty? Is that what it is really, or is it just you just got to be young? Well, I mean, when when you're dealing with when you're dealing with female streamers, there's an. Ex- <laughs> I would say like you have to be young and flirty. I'm just yeah, going to sit yeah. back and listen to this one. I'm going to stay out of this. You, you, no, no. I, mean, I, gotta, no, I, mean, I mean, I'm not talking be, about just for women. I'm talking about for, for the dudes, too. Well, I mean, for the dudes, you can be you, like, you can be a 13 year old guy, never turn on your face cam and have a huge following and, and be good. I mean, you could be bad and still have a huge following and not have a cam. As a girl, you, uh, it's harder to succeed without a cam. Usually you need your cam. And then if you're not thin and cute and young you have a really hard time maintaining your space you need a really strong crew of moderators around you you've got to be very careful with your social media presence you've got to build a community that's there truly for you and that takes time and a lot of people don't stay around for it uh, or just don't have the thick skin to take you know the crap that's going to come to you but it's a hard one because there's this very fine line that girls have to walk where you are sexy enough to keep the attention or even get the attention in the first place because again girls aren't real gamers so when people drop into your streams generally they're not there to watch you play um mm. unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, like i i spent a couple weeks 
when I when I first started streaming, and I do it periodically, where I just popped into women's streams to see who was in the chat and what their content was and what the relationships were. And for most of the young streamers, uh, their their viewer group were young men um, or middle-aged men, and they were clearly there for the flirtatiousness uh, and the imagery that they were getting from the female gamer. Um, that's what she was selling. That's what she was marketing, and and it, it works. Um, but it's hard because then you know you still get the whole the whole you know gamer girl or cam girl yeah. sort of reputation. Um, but it's harder like to find the women that are successful without cams. Takes a lot more work. I still see a lot of flirtation in that, or a lot of abuse that they take from the men that they stream with. Yeah, uh, yeah. and their community, oh God, yeah. communities like they almost become a punching bag. Mm -hmm. um, to find the women that, that that dress like me, that wear t-shirts uh, and stream that have, you know, decent, decent follower base, a lot of those are going to be women. Um, a lot of them are going to be LGBTQ communities uh, or they'll use an LGBTQ tag um, and sort of creates a safer space. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Um, wow. So, like I mean. What Danielle said, to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, for anything. The, yeah. So for the men, if they reach like let's say they're seventy, but they're like really good gamers, because that's going to end up happening. Are we considered just a novelty? Like, if, like older really? No, I mean? no, because no, like, I, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying that as an argument. But it, this is it, this is really intriguing to me. But I think I, just, I, I, I never, I, I never, never thought about it. I think it's interesting. Like if you go to the top pages, you'll see middle-aged, medium weight hairy dudes streaming to a thousand or more people and that's fairly normal like these mm -hmm. aren't what society would say are really attractive men but they're really successful but mm. then you take the flip side and you look at who are the really successful female streamers and a lot of them have to fit the beauty norms in order to be mm -hmm. successful that says that that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it's also, I mean, you see it in Hollywood. You see male actors that are allowed to age gracefully and not have a pile of plastic surgery. But mm -hmm. then you look mm -hmm. at the female counterparts uh, that are 10 years younger than them, and they're already, you know, so heavily worked on because that's what's expected. Um, it's just, it's, you know, it's the double standard that exists. It exists in yeah. gaming. Um, it's, it's, I think, I... much more in your face in gaming. I, it is. Uh, Angelique shared something. I'm not going to put the link that she shared. Don't but put I, it, yeah. But I am. You know what I am going to put? I'm going to put the tweet up up on here because I think because this, this is only from a couple of days ago, even. Yeah, I saw it. It popped up on my feed, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my!" All right, here we go. Yikes. Ready for this? This There's is There's some it. profanity. Went on Twitch and seriously got confused as to. Yeah. Let's first let's correct the grammar. Um, <laughs> no, sorry as to what app I was actually on. What in the actual F happened to Twitch? I really want to know. And this is hot tub, like mm -hmm. hot tub and stripper poles. I guess I prefer to create genuine friendships in a community based solely off of personality, not by flaunting my assets and getting this bag. I don't care about donos, but if I do, it's better my con it's to better my content for my community or help out a friend. In my honest opinion, that's what streaming should be. Uh, yeah, because if you click on some of these, oh goodness, it's yeah. been it's been a it's been a wild week for women on Twitter. Uh, yeah, this is I... this is just the beginning of of all the stuff that has happened. Um, 
But am I slut shaming by calling this out? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So what do we do? But I mean, that's that's the hard part. Is like, should women have the right to use their bodies in a way that they want? Absolutely. And does that include make, making money off of it? Well, yeah, it absolutely 100% does. And to tie into that, like, they wouldn't be making money off of it if there wasn't a market. So yeah. you've got all of these mm. men that are hating on these women. Who's consuming the content? Who's mm-hmm. paying their way through university? It's the guys, like, that are that are there for the content, that are uh, investing in the OnlyFans, that are doing all the donos. Um, you know, that's that there's a need there's 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 a service that is is being asked for they're filling it um i think where i have a hard time is seeing girls grow up in a way where they think that in order to be successful this is the road they have to take um you know are there going to be women that are like yeah this is what i want to do i love my body i i don't mind being you know sexualized like i'm really comfortable with this this for me this is empowering Mm -hmm. um yes there are women that 100 percent are going to are going to feel that way and and they should have every right to be able to do this but to take little girls And basically send them the message that if you want to succeed on this platform, yeah. this is what's going to be the way to do it. Uh, that's that sucks. Um, yeah. And that's you know? what I'm like circling back to what we were saying. Like you can put that this is an 18 plus stream, but what do you have to do? You just need to click OK. Yeah. And if you're, you know, again, going back to our conversation a few weeks back about the the, the what we recorded for the girls. Gym. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the, the girl gamer or the one with the where's the bodysuit? No, no, no. When we recorded, like the, we did the forty-five minute chat. For oh that. yeah, oh yeah, for the girls who co- uh, yeah. girls yeah. who code, right, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about that. Like we were talking about, well, how do you if you're if you're a girl, a young girl who wants to get into this space, like what are you going to see? You're going to see that's what makes it right, yeah. and that's where you're going to in your insecure early teen years like what are you going to want to do you're going to want to make it and that's unfortunately that is the fast way to make it on twitch is the, it other, the right way i don't know and i other, totally agree with you carrie like if that's if you're comfortable with your body and like, yeah. that's what you want to do oh, do it girl go go get your bag but like i worry about the young kids because you the, the other issue that pops up is if, if you follow Dr. Cowart on Twitter and if you don't, what oh, are I you do. doing with your life? Right, right, this whole right. month this whole month has been um, digging into the research behind parasocial relationships. And that is extremely relevant when you're dealing with um, with content creators. So if you're not familiar with parasocial relationships, they're the one-sided relationships that exist between celebrity or public figure and you as the person who consumes their content. Now, we all grew up with parasocial relationships. You might have had a favorite actor or actress that you just loved and like you loved them. And if anything happened to them or you got news, you emotionally had a reaction, you felt about it. Um, You felt like you know them. Social media and, and content creation has complicated the waters um, because now you're in a situation where you have that relationship with the person but they're also interacting with you so it sort of strengthens this parasocial bond um, again that's very one-sided and so when you have 
when you have this over-sexualization um, that gets thrown into the mix, like parasocial relationships are challenging because they require the content creator or the artist to create very strong boundaries as to what's appropriate and not. Because while this person feels certain ways about you, you don't necessarily feel those ways back. You are a performer, mm -hmm. you are mm -hmm. creating content, mm -hmm. uh, and there are boundaries that people need to stop on. And we've all seen the posts where streamers are having people show up at the house, mm -hmm. uh, they're mm -hmm. having things sent to them that are inappropriate, they're having stalking situations or getting doxxed. Now you take a situation where you're teaching young women that in order to become popular, you have to sort of get rid of those boundaries. You have to be mm -hmm. flirtatious mm -hmm. and accept advances and allow these people to cross these boundaries. You're creating mm -hmm. a very unhealthy situation in regards to parasocial relationships, which was potentially putting young female content creators in a lot of like danger. Um, and what do you see when you go into those? So any of those streams, right? What do you see when you go into their chat? Just verbal abuse. That is yeah. it. Yep. That is all you see. Like. I can't imagine what that does to you as a person because those chats are, I have never been into popped into a stream because I pop into them from time to time. I've never popped into a stream and seen a loving, supportive community. It is Except always- Except here. Except this stream. Well, no, I mean <laughs> like, but uh, the, like, like I'm talking about for those young, for those yeah. younger, yeah, it's really like hard. There's like alinity, and you know that the big streamers that are those like controversial women streamers, whatever you want to call them, um, who are performing. I agree with you, Carrie. Like that is their, you know, that's their persona. That's I'm sure that's not who they are in real life. That's their persona online, and it's never um, a good community. It's always like incredibly toxic, disrespectful, like. It, verbal abuse like yeah. literally and it's also we've we've seen what can happen in in dynamics uh especially when you've got sort of stalking components or or people who feel like they've been led on um so if you're creating this norm where you know these young women are expected to flirt in order to mm -hmm. to earn their donations or earn their follows or earn their subscriptions um you know you're you're breaking down these boundaries that are really safety stoppers for women and mm -hmm. gr young girls desperately need to know how to set those boundaries mm -hmm. and how to enforce those boundaries so by encouraging them not to we're essentially raising a generation that that is going to have a hard time like setting those boundaries in, in potentially in their personal lives, um, which could put them in a lot of danger. Just even in the streaming situation, it can put them in a lot of danger. You're going to, you, you have run the potential for a lot of people feeling like there's a connection that isn't there and then taking it way too far. Um, well, you just took this father of two teenage girls <laughs> and just scared the hell out of him. Sorry. Thank you. No, but you know, it, it's, it's amazing how we got to this conversation and and again it's drawing a line from just an alcohol mm -hmm. sponsorship of hundred thieves and this is the slippery slope this is where we are this is the path we have come through in this conversation it wasn't a hey let's break now let's talk about this it was we started with this and the slippery slope is now here it is mm -hmm. so it, that's what I find so fascinating about this. And, and I wanted to go back to one point where Bradford was kind of just shocked at the, the ageism against kids. I, it's sad. You know, well, the part of it that's so shocking to us, and I think why we don't see it readily is because guess who we work with all day? We work with kids. kids. Like, 
We, and we have been looking at this. And when did we get our PlayStations? When did we get our Xboxes? When did we get our PCs? When we were kids. Mm-hmm. When did we start playing video games? When we were kids. How the hell can anybody say, well, let's get the kids out of space? That's that's how we that's how we're here. They don't want them in their game. Yeah. They don't. And I, mean, I don't I don't get it because I yeah, that, like but but I see it and I, I saw it heavily in the Sea of Thieves community. Uh, I see it in a lot of the other gaming communities that I participate in. Um, like the hostility is crazy. And then and then raising my son, like he's mm-hmm. been gaming from a very early age and he's been playing, you know, advanced titles pretty much his whole life. And yeah. you know what he's experienced from people is 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 substantial too. You know, but we had a lot of we've we've had a lot of conversations. We've talked through a lot of stuff. So he's grown up being very aware of of you know people and why they do the things they do. But it's it's huge. And so when you have things like, well, let's make this this you know the environment safe. Like, well, you get that backlash. It's it's the same way you get the backlash against. Let's make the uh, environment safer for women. Uh, you get like, well, you just need to get a thicker skin, or you need to get out. Um, or you need to adapt to the way we do things. You need to get out. But you see that again with you know any kind of um, diversification in the space. Well, well I tell you. Go ahead, go ahead, Bradford. I'm gonna say, I tell you, I learned something really neat today, and it, it, it takes a lot to shock me because I'm like, because mm. you know, y'all bring stuff down to the table, and I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm. Then when you drop that age thing, I was, I was blown away. And the reason why I'm blown away by, by this is because I'm writing up a plan for uh, next year to, to talk about like certain topics, obviously toxicity and all that kind of stuff, but the shock value of ageism ageism in this community i think I, I i need to get some research on that and bring that to my teachers and say you know what you know your kids really aren't allowed to be in this space oh why because it's bad because is this no because at, at some point you age out i mean you want to know why it, a lot of people don't like fortnite it's because a game that kids like yeah mm-hmm. that's it yep because a lot of people liked Fortnite before the kids found it. But you know what? Now I just have this revelation, too, because when I talk about Fortnite to my son, who is 17, he's like, mm. Yep. Because mm. it's scared. It's because the kids play. He yep. would, and Minecraft. Sam, Sam yes, said Minecraft. and Minecraft. Yep. Because he'll go back to Minecraft for nostalgia. Like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But mm-hmm. like, mm, at some point, you age out. And you don't talk about it anymore. It's cute. To, it's cute and fun to play. I still like Minecraft, but I like too. when I love Minecraft. But when you, but he won't touch. He won't touch a Fortnite. Like he, he mm-hmm. would have when he was thirteen. But at some point, like, mm, mm, mm. yep. I, I, I'm I, not I doing mean, that. I run the I Fortnite. I won't touch a Fortnite because I suck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of getting Friday. hunted by children. Yeah, yeah. They all they're really good. But I run Fortnite Fridays, right? I teach at a high school, so that age group. And I see that all the time. What is, and I take um, into account, like I log what grade levels are participating every week. It is heavily freshmen, some sophomores, maybe one or two seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and every time, like, you know, they say, Miss Giannis, what do, you, what, what do you do with esports? What are you doing, right? And I say, okay, well, right now we're just online. So all we're doing is Fortnite Friday. They're like, oh. Call yeah. me when you're doing Warzone. A real game, yeah. And, Call you know, of Duty, yeah. Or, yeah, and I'm like, what is it? Like, I don't understand, but I totally agree. And, <laughs> and, and what happens? Like, what Twitch streamer 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. What the comment, co- wait, wait, we got to tell us because we're wow, we also oh do You're considered a boomer in the Fortnite community as wow. soon as you turn 18. Yeah. Wow. I'm just dead then. That's it. I'm just dead. <laughs> wow. But I'm Methuselah. I was going to ask you, Angelique, though, like, well, this is really directed to Angelique. How long have you been doing esports in your school, though? Because, like, for me, if I say, all right, we're going to do Fortnite. I don't care what grade level it is. The fact that I'm bringing gaming to my district, it it, it could it could be Pong. It wouldn't matter. Oh, we, we're, we're stopping and we're playing. You're laughing. But it's true. For anybody that's in, that's starting a video game it program, could be anything. It could be anything. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something that's different, and they're excited that we get to play because in some cases, yeah. we don't have time yeah. to yeah. play. Yeah, you know, and you, and you, and you, and you know, James, you talk about you, you, you ran my conference to the ground with that, but but it's true. It's it, it, it but it, it's but important. it's true. It's very important. So that was the big thing, the importance of play. So that's why, hey, if it means that I don't have to do this and play Fortnite, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So that's why I was asking you how long have how long have you done it to where they said mm, gr- three years. So the entire time so I've been I, in high school. So for these kids, point, right, that are seniors. So at some point they said Fortnite by because you've done because your program has lasted well, that long, right? Yeah, I mean, so like in person, my program was mainly Smash Ultimate because it could house the most amount of kids with the least amount of consoles, right? Like I have you know eight kids playing at once. Um, so we didn't we didn't play much Fortnite in person, but when we went virtual. Fortnite was the easiest because I'd create those custom matches and have a hundred yeah. people participating. Yeah. It's way harder to run literally any other game in a virtual space. Um, and now we have, a, it's, it's funny that we also brought up Minecraft because that's the two things I've been doing, Fortnite. And then we have a Minecraft server because I can house like, you know, 10,000 people or whatever on it. And yeah. still heavily, I mean, I have my kids who are like my ride or dies that have been with me since they were freshmen who are now juniors and they come every week and I even have some alumni, but they were people who joined freshman year. And like, like you were saying, they don't care what we play. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, we play Tetris. Sometimes we'd have Tetris tournaments and they love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Cause nobody, I feel like also if you're breaking into the streaming space, nobody wants to be a kid streamer or a family friendly streamer. I feel like no one really, no one really aspires to that. Like the only family friendly streamer I can think of is Ninja. But you know what's funny? There's that. Well, he didn't start off that way. But what's funny is I think, like, as someone who does produce family friendly content, and uh, like I would have people drop into my streams and be like, "Wow, you know what? This is refreshing." Like you're just here, you're having fun, you're playing with your dad. Like this is a good time. I'm like, well. Mm -hmm. when the heck are you watching? Yeah. Like, why are you stressed out? Or like, are you like, why? Like, I shouldn't be a breath of fresh air. But for a lot of people, my content was that because it was family friendly. We weren't running around swearing. We weren't being overly political. We definitely weren't disrespecting everybody. It was wholesome. It's me and my dad. Um, but people would say that. And it's like, well, mm. yeah, but you go and you look at other content creators. And yeah, people are actively trying to be shocking or vulgar or like mm-hmm. it's just it's like okay great like this is exhausting i can't watch a lot of it i've got friends that i can't watch because the bigger their audience grew the more on they became and so right. now it's like watching this production of 
you know, it's really loud. There's lots of flashing lights. Things are popping up at the screen. It's all very um, produced. And, like, the genuine nature of the broadcast is just gone. Like, it's, yeah, like, okay, great. It was fun while you were, it was fun while you were nobody. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, everybody's scaring me in the chat now, too, because it's like, oh, you know, even among us lobbies, it's like, come on. I know, I'm like, The reason wait, why we're in this space is so, it's, look, because it's so easy. Look, we yeah. could, we could walk away. We could throw up our hands and say, we don't belong here. But guess what? That's the reason why we have these 20 and 30 year old jackholes who can't operate in business, can't do things online, can't, you know, are complete a-holes whenever they get into online spaces. Because for two, because for two, bring back Club Penguin. Sam, you know, you are a rock star tonight, <laughs> but now you're just getting sassy. Um, we, we had, we have to be here. We yes. just have to be, and, and we have to push back against these things as much as we can. As much as it hurts, as much as it may want us, we may not want to. We have to yeah. be in these spaces. And again, if you guys have not gotten on that Aaron Ashley Simon to upvote me, please do because I feel so alone in there when I'm posting this stuff. And everybody else is like, "Screw that old guy! He doesn't know what he's talking about." We gotta get all the booze into esports. Come on now, get these kids out. All right. Uh, final thoughts for tonight. I have one that I want to share because I'm really excited to share it. And I, I'm just so, when, the, when it got announced, I was like, yes, this has scratched every itch that I have. I'm posting a YouTube link. Uh, city Skylines, which is one of the most fabulous city creator games. I don't know if you call it a game or a simulator or what. It's just amazing. They're actually now doing videos about the creative process of building cities and i yeah. like real mm. cities that's really and fun. i'm like this this is awesome i love this so i just posted the first episode uh the episode is only uh seven and a half minutes long but if you have not checked out city skylines first of all make sure you have a good computer because it will melt it down it is not <laughs> it's oh, well it i'm is, out like we still need to get your funding source going. Potato computer. It, it, by the way, if you have uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is not Xbox Game Pass anymore, or is it still? I don't know. It is. is I think it is still, but we're moving to the network soon. You, okay, well, you can through Xbox Game Pass if you have the EA Play Basic. You can get SimCity 2000, SimCity 4, and the new SimCity as well, which is a nice. You know they're nice city simulators, but Sim uh, City Skylines is like a Sim City on down to like the yeah. granular. Like you can control people, like get their interests at the house level. So check it out; it's a fantastic simulator. And this Meet the Experts building a city is cool stuff. I highly recommend it. That's that's my that's my share for this week. Who wants to go next? Anybody? Wow. <laughs> Bradford is still in shock. Um, I am still in shock. <laughs> Bradford, uh, a winter soldier. No. Oh my god. I'm liking it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not liking it, I but I'm also it. liking it. I love it. it. I, I love it. It's a, it is a, well, okay, well then this will be my final thought. It's a different take. So like I said in the beginning, don't, you don't don't go in expecting WandaVision because you're not going to get a WandaVision. But it's very relevant to what we are going through right now. I did, and I did not I did not see that coming. I I sit there with my son and I'm always going, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." It's, really? it's Marvel. Really? It's, 
mm, it is. It, like, it's very, it's very normal. Yeah. Like you can see this happening now. Aside from all the the superhero <laughs> tricks and all that stuff, it was very like, okay, yeah, yeah. He he's not getting any type of respect. And yeah. when um um. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Um, pulls him aside in the very beginning and goes, "Dude, really, you, you you're gonna give it up?" He's trying to tell him like, "You shouldn't have given up." And I'm not talking about Bucky. I'm talking about um, yeah. What's uh, his name? Falcon. Um, not Sam. Fa- uh, no. Um, is it Sam? It, it is Sam, but the yeah. other dude. Um, in the very beginning. Oh, oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Iron Man's the, friend. the Colonel. Yeah. War Machine. War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. Yeah. He yeah. was he he was hinting like at like dude like. Real talk, like yeah. But see, y'all got me on my soapbox. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be a final thought, but your final thought was soapbox. Fi- yeah, it was. A, it was final, but like he, there was there was an undertone that Falcon wasn't saying that black men could relate to. Being if taking on, taking on that role as a black man is a lot, and. Hmm. Um, and I'm only saying that as a self. I'm not representing all black men. Let me make that clear. But um, you're not a monolith. I'm not. But mm. having that shield takes on a lot of spot responsibility. And if you mess up, it's not the shield. It's not the position. It sometimes is the person of color that they look at. Mm. And I have been in that experience before. So I know that's why he did it. But a uh, war machine is like, mm, you really need to take a look at this again. That's what he was hinting at. So if you haven't seen it yet, anybody that's They're in good. the chat, it's very good. It hits home with a lot of stuff, not just about people of color, but other things too. All right. Wow. That's a really wow. good one, actually. I love your final thought. I, I never thought of it that way. I'm just like, dude, this show's oh. awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mm. like me and my son, we just like, mm. I'm mm. like in the mental health, <laughs> like, perspective that too. i love too yeah yeah I, you know i feel like we should all just watch this together because angelique you look lost you don't know what we're talking i don't about know here. what you're talking about no yeah i mean you know me and tv you finished wandavision though right Angelique? i passively watched it yes girl kind of uh, uh-huh i did not Conduct do all the re i did not do all the research that that you know you, you know but and I did I told pay attention to the billboards after i told you didn't something. have to, i told you you didn't have to do the research yeah. though i, I watched it you have a conduct cut. Go to the principal's office. Oh dang it! I'm calling your I'm calling your mom. Ooh, shoot! Suspended. All right, Angelique. I guess you get to give a you get to give your final thought now that you're suspended. Ah, uh, now that I'm suspended. <laughs> See you guys in two weeks. How long is my suspension? Do I have to go to Saturday school? Because yes. Okay. Oh, that's, where that's where you're gonna watch <laughs> all these shows. <laughs> Saturday, oh, Saturday school. school is worse for the teachers. <laughs> Uh, we don't have that anymore, thank God. Oh, um, thank God. What's my final thought? Uh, this was there was a lot of information happening today. Um, I don't know. Something I, about I, being back in school. I know that's my final thought. You know, I just finished my first week back in school, and while it was different and while it was weird, it was like I finally feel like a teacher again. Like I got to see. Mm kids and I got to talk to them and I just you know all of them were just like I'm just so happy I'm here and 
it was just so nice to just be around kids for the first time in a year, over a year, and get to meet all these kids that are just black boxes on my Zoom. And it really just, you know, my fire was just basic, barely. It was burning out. We were real close. Yeah. And now I've, I feel good. I feel good. Feels good. So that's all. All right. That's nice awesome. It's nice being back, but in a safe way. Very safe way. Not 100%. Care. Carrie? Um, I, I think like tonight is a good example of the different voices that exist within the esports and gaming community. Um, we all have different perspectives. We all have different ex experiences. Uh, I'm currently pumping out news stories, a hand over fist that I'm pulling from the community uh, to throw out on the K-12 uh, esports news site. I would love to start to be able to publish stuff from the community specifically so like if you're a female teacher or you've been active in the community or you're an individual of color or uh you've got experience with with ageism and in esports in some capacity things that we've been through and we've dealt with or even you know james is is running this tournament like that information like is useful fool. and helpful but, but what you've done and what you're learning is useful. So if you guys have these tidbits that you've pulled from your time in the industry, send them my way. Write something up. We've got a submissions page on the K-12 Esports News website. I would love to start having the voices of the actual educators featured uh, in, in the news stories that I put out every day. So, you know, take a minute, throw something together, send it my way. Like, it's... It's it's a platform. Our voices are powerful, um, especially if your voice is not the majority voice. Like people, people need to see that. Seeing that and reading it is what makes certain people go, "Oh, I never looked at it from that perspective." Mm -hmm. This was a good one tonight. I know we went long, but uh, every, but they, and you know what I'm going to do. So this again, uh, if you if you if you're catching this late, uh, you can rewatch this on LinkedIn. You can download this as a podcast. I'll have the audio up here as just as soon as the show's over. I don't do a whole lot of elaborate show notes because I can't keep notes during this show. <laughs> and uh, I'm also going to post the video up to eFuse. So if people want to see it on eFuse, they can go to awesome. eFuse and see it there. Right, so, hey, I'm trying to get us out everywhere because all these ideas, I think there are more people who need to see them, hear them, especially... Like I said, if you all want to check out that Aaron Ashley post and help push back a little bit, because there's a, or just don't, but just be aware of what people are thinking, yeah. please check it out. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for tonight. So thank you, everybody. We'll be back again next week. There's a whole other week. We'll be deeper into April. It will not be, you'll be into pea soup weather, Carrie. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Angelique. And Angelique. And Angelique. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.